What a glorious worship time we've had this morning. Amen? All right. So good to see you all this morning on this cold winter's day. It wasn't quite as bad as they said it was going to be, though, was it? God's actually uh, shown His light. It's a beautiful morning, and it's a beautiful morning to be in His house. You know, uh, uh, we, we were worried. We always worry when weather comes in and uh, things, uh, you know, uh, what, here about a month ago, they said we were having that winter apocalypse or whatever, and that didn't show up. And then, uh, so anyway, this, we, this weekend, it was supposed to get down to five or whatever, and uh, it didn't show up. God, God, uh, God blesses us and, and allows us to continue. But uh, for many people, many people, you know, if it, if it looks like there might be a chance of, of rough weather coming on, they're going to stay home, right? Uh, it's easy to stay home in, in those situations. But, uh, but I think God's in all things, is kind of just testing us every once in a while. You know, if somebody was, uh, if weather was coming in, but somebody was hungry, and they bundled up, and they went outside and uh, went and got them some food, uh, people wouldn't think that they were crazy, would they? But people would say, man, you're crazy to get out and go to church today. Why is that? Why is that? Well, there, there's a, a great reason for that. I mean, it's because we are in this battle. We are in this spiritual war. Uh, Satan, Satan's going to do everything that he can possibly can uh, to convince you that, that, that you don't need a lot of Jesus. All right? Uh, and Because he knows the more Jesus you get, the more like Jesus you're going to be. Uh, so, so that's what we are, are going to get into this morning as, as you turn to Galatians chapter 5, uh, as we, we move into this new series, uh, Known by Our Fruit. Uh, it's, it's all about this spiritual war in which we're in. Uh, we understand, we know what's going on around us, and that is that there's, there's this fight against the Spirit. Now, inside of ourselves, we have a, a fight that, that we have to, to, to deal with daily. It's the fight against our flesh, our own desires, because uh, we have a sin nature. We want to do things our way, yet God has has showed us and pointed us to to his laws and his ways and and his laws and his ways are the perfect way if we follow his directions we will find blessings amen but we still want our way right and then in the same, same instance, we're fighting this spiritual warfare, this spiritual war, which, which the, the principalities and the demons and, and the things that are evil in this world are going to push their agenda on us and try to push us far and further and further away from Christ. So this morning, as we, we look at this, we examine this, we see this battle against the flesh and against the spirit, as we see this battle of light versus darkness, I want you to listen closely to the scriptures. I want you to look at these scriptures, and as you look and as we read, these scriptures about the fruit of the spirit are not only going to speak to you and speak to your spirit, but they're going to be kind of like a mirror unto you. So as you look into this mirror, which is Galatians chapter 5, see what God is teaching you. Jesus said, we are to be known 
by our fruits. So Galatians chapter 5, we're going to start with verse 16 and go to verse 25, the fruits of the Spirit. The Word of God says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desire of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, uh, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Meaning that's not the whole list. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those of, of who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Father, we, we, just, we just fall before you this morning and uh, praise your holy name. We thank you for your glorious love and grace uh, that, uh, that, that is abounding uh, to us. Father, we pray that you would uh, speak uh, the truth, your spirit would speak the truth into our hearts and lives uh, this morning and help us to, to know and walk by your spirit and do the things that you want us to do. Father, we ask this in Jesus' precious name and through his awesome blood. Amen. You know, Jesus made that statement. We are to be uh, known by our fruits. Uh, and, and we are to be known by this. As, as you read through these words in Galatians, as you looked into this mirror, Galatians 5, uh, and you examine yourself, the question is, uh, what fruit are you bearing? Uh, are, 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 you, are you bearing good fruit? Are you a fruitful person? We all are fruitful people. The question is, what kind of fruit are we bearing? A good tree does not bear bad fruit. And a bad tree doesn't bear good fruit. Amen? But fruit rep, uh, re reproduce their kind. What kind of fruit are you reproducing? Are you a, a rebellious person? If you are, then you're going to be reproducing rebellion and others. If you are a self-righteous person, 
then you are going to lead others to be Pharisees just like yourself. If you are a whiny, self-pity person, then guess what? You're going to gather people along with you to have pity parties. That's what you're going to do. That's who you are. That's what you're bringing forth. That's what you're bearing. But on contrary to that, if you are a person who is walking in the Spirit and you're bearing good fruit, then good fruit's going to come out of you. If you are a warrior for the gospel of of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, then you are going to produce through yourself other soldiers which will stand for Christ Jesus. What kind of fruit are you? Here in Galatians, Paul tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is these nine things that are written down. There's nine things here this morning, but I'm going to tell you that uh, it's, it's hard to remember nine things, isn't it? This morning, I want you, instead of having to remember love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I'm going to tell you that you really only have to remember one. You really only have to remember one. The, the text here says the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. The, the, the fruits of the Spirit, there's nine fruits there, but, but eight of them are just byproducts of one. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is is love. The Bible tells us that God is love. That God is love and that if we are His, then we are to be indwelled by the God of love. And and as you go through, as you read your New Testament, as you read the writings of Paul, we see evidence to this. And and all you have to do is just flip back just a few pages to 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, and you will see that uh, Paul is writing about God's love. He's testifying about God's love. And and in that chapter, he talks about the long-suffering of God. He talks about the the kindness of love. He talks about all these different things that describe the attributes of God and his love, and it parallels the fruit of the Spirit. Let me tell you, friends, I believe this with my whole heart, okay, that for all of us who call ourselves Christians, for all of us that call ourselves by the name of Jesus Christ, that rest upon him and love him, that if we would just get this one point, are you with me? If we would just get this one point, point to love and to love like God to let God's love abound in us then revival would sweep across our land are you with me revival would sweep across our land if we love like God has demonstrated his love before us oh my goodness I I I pray that I would love like God. I, would, I, I pray that, that God's love would spring forth in me and that revival would break out. I pray that it would break out and love would break out in such a massive way that it would start revival in, in me today. How about you, friends? How about you? So today, as we focus on, uh, on love... 
we're also going to look at joy, the byproduct of love. As we focus on these things and we think about ourselves, you know, the Bible tells us to, to, to love your neighbor as yourself, right? Love our neighbor as ourselves and, 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 to, and to show how, how do you do that? How, 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 why, does, why does the Bible say to love your neighbor like yourself? Because it's extremely hard to show others love if you don't love yourself. You know, we, we looked at um, that video this morning, and uh, it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you, and he, he formed you in that womb, and, and, and he, he, he made you not just uh, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made, but he made you perfect and specific for a purpose. You have a purpose, and that purpose is not just on this earth, but it is eternal. And a Christian who understands this, a Christian who, who, who receives this and knows this, he has this purpose that puts him forth in the world. There's more to life. It's easy to get down in this world. It's easy to get discouraged in this world. It's easy to get... Uh, just to have the weight of the world put upon you and be depressed by the things of this world. But those of us who know God have a joy inside of us that we can't even explain. Have you ever met anybody that you could tell they didn't even like themselves? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Man, I, I heard of this woman. This woman, she, she was brought into the hospital. She was very sick. They, it took a long time to figure out what was wrong with her. It comes out that she had rabies. And the doctor comes in, and, and it, it's gotten to the point where there's really nothing that they can do. And the doctor comes in and says, Ma'am, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, your condition is, is terminal. There's, there's really nothing that we can do. Uh, you need to get your affairs in order. And uh, so they brought her in a piece of paper and a pen, and, man, she starts writing, and she starts writing, and she keeps writing. The doctor goes away for a while. He comes back, and she's still writing. She's like, He's like, Wow, this is the longest last will and testament that I've ever, ever seen. She spoke up and she was mad. And she, this is not my last will and testament. This is a list of people I'm going to bite when I get out of here. She's not a very happy person. I hope she's not your neighbor. We are to be known by our fruits. The fruit of the Spirit is love, which brings us joy. Let me ask you, let me ask you this, because and I hope you understand this, I hope you know this, okay, that your face is a book. Your face is a book. And everywhere you go, people are reading that book. You know, I hope as Christians, as, as godly people here today, that uh, we, we, would, we would know this. But the polls tell us that most people, when they go and they visit churches... The faces and the books that they read are sad. 
you know, think about that and you think about, you know, what book of the Bible do people read when they see you? You know, for the most part, people, when they read the, the face of Christians, they see that Christians have gotten stuck in lamentations. Right? Boy, we should be, we should be stuck in the Gospels, Amen. I should have got some amens from my Wednesday night Gospel of Mark study group right there. We should, we, should, we should be stuck in the Gospels. What is the Gospel? The Gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. But, but here we are in this spiritual warfare, and, and Satan is just pounding us and pounding us, and he's got us looking like we're in the book of Lamentations. So, this morning, let's look deeper at love and joy. You know, the, the Greek language describes love in, in many different ways. There's romantic love, there's, there's brotherly love, there's this agape love. That's the love that, that, that Paul is talking about here. It, that is a godly love. That's, that's, that, that's, a, that's the love that describes the, the attributes and, 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 and the, the, the ways of God. So, so if you just flip back just a few pages to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 uh, and even go back to the last verse in chapter 12, we're going to read over these and, and really truly understand the love of God. Uh, so the, the last verse in chapter 12 says, And I will show you still a more excellent way. What he's saying here is there's, there's a more excellent way to live life. So, so 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says this, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am a noisy gong. Or a clanging symbol. And if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith, so to remove mountains, but I have not love, look what it says I am nothing. What a statement. What a statement that, that, that if you have the faith to move mountains, yet you do not have love, you've got zip. Nothing. It goes on in verse 4. What is love? What does it look like? Love is patient. It's kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, it hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, or some of your translations will say love never fails. As we, we 
are seeing this and as we are grasping this, as we're knowing this, what, what the love of Jesus is. We remember his words and he said that, that there is gr- no greater love than, than one who, w- who would lay down his life for his friends. This is a love that, that is seeking the absolute best for those around him. This is a love that is demonstrated before us to the point that Jesus gave up his life because he loved us. Amen? This, my friends, is agape love. The love of God is this love. And this love of God indwells the believer. This love guides the believer. This love, this, this spirit of God and his love, it, it points us, it, it, it shows us. And when we are walking in his spirit, this is who we are. This is his fruit and we bear it. And this is the nature of that love that, that he shows to us, that he, that he emphasizes to us. That, that it, and it goes beyond the uh, obvious. So it goes beyond what Jesus did on the cross for us. It, throughout his life, he showed an example of how, what this love looked like. And he demonstrated before us in John chapter 13, uh, after the, the disciples had, had, had been you know, caught a couple times to, uh, griping to one another about who were the, was the greatest? We see this, this chapter, and it's, it's the up, they're in this room, and, and, and they're about to have dinner, and what does Jesus do? He, he, he stands up in the middle of this room, and he girds himself with a towel. Now remember this, this is, he, he's Jesus, right? He's the rabbi, he's the teacher. These people are following him, but he gets up, he stands up, he goes over, he gets a towel, he gets some water, and he goes every to each and every one of those disciples, and he washes their feet feet this was a job for for a servant to do this was a job for for a a young person in 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 the family to do this was the lowliest job this is not the job of the king yet he demonstrates for us that he humbles himself in such a way that he comes and he falls before them and washes their feet This is a demonstration of love. This is how Jesus said, I love. And then he goes on at the end of that chapter in John 13, 34, and he gives a commandment. He gives a commandment to us, and that commandment says this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved, just as he had just demonstrated them that you also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Do you have love, my friends? Are you walking in the spirit of love? Well, that's good. Do you have joy? Do you have joy? Are, are you walking in the fruits of the spirit of love and joy? 
This joy is, is a byproduct of, the, of love, and, and I, I, th- I think joy is the, the, the most misunderstood word in the world. Because most people think, when they think of joy, they, they think of happiness. As they think of happiness, and, and, and joy has nothing to do with your circumstances. Joy is in no way circumstantial. It has nothing to do with, with how good life is going. It has, it has no effect by the weather. It has no effect by your health. If you're sick, you can still have joy. It doesn't have any effect on, on what your pay grade is. It doesn't matter if you're getting paid enough or you're not getting paid enough. You can still have joy. There's, there's nothing in joy that is circumstantial, positive or negative. Joy is, is, is not happiness. Happiness is, is something, it, it comes from the word happenstance. It, it means that you like your circumstances. You like what you're doing. I am happy when I have banana pudding. Amen. But I'm also joyful when I have banana pudding. Joy is something that is unmovable. Joy is able to be sustained through anything. Joy has satisfaction and contentment wherever I'm at, no matter what is happening to me, because it's the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10 tells us that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Isn't it great to know that that the joy of the Lord is given out in the same way that that God loves us? The, The joy does not rise and fall with my circumstances, but it is constant. And it is constant when I am walking in the Spirit of God. Joy is constant, is unshakable. 1 Peter uh, 1, 8 and 9 says, Though you have not seen him, you, you, you love him. Though you do not see him, not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with the glory obtained by the outcome of your faith and your salvation of your soul. Isn't that good? Isn't that good to know that, that, that my joy is made complete when I am in Jesus? No matter what's happening to me in this life, no matter what the circumstances are, that, that, that they can't take my joy. My joy is, is tied to my eternal salvation. That I have, when, when I received the Holy Spirit, when I believed the free gift of God and the salvation that comes in, when I put my trust and my faith in Him, when I repented of my sins, when Jesus washed away all my sins and my shame, and He wrote my name in the, in the Lamb's book of life, and then He sealed it with His blood. I received his love and his joy. And they can't take that away. You know, really, the, the, the best earthly example 
of true joy comes from birth. You know, you, you, you can talk with any lady here that has had a child, <laughs> and they, they'll tell you that the birthing process is not fun. It, it, it's agonizing. It's excruciating. It, it is painful. But the only explanation for multiple births is the joy which has come into a mother's arms when that baby is laid into it. Amen? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Galatians chapter six, 5 and 16, it moves us to understand that we are to walk by the Spirit of God. And that when we walk, when, 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 when we lay aside our selfish desires, when we surrender to God, we find perfect love and joy. We live and we bear fruit of love and joy. In this world, your world, the people around you will know you by your fruit. How are you known today? What kind of fruit are you bearing? Is the Spirit of God guiding you, directing you, and bearing good fruit in here today? Maybe you've never known the Lord personally. And you're here today and you see this and you recognize this and, and the God of love is, is, is speaking His Spirit into you. And He's calling you to know His love. Will you be obedient to Him today? In just a minute, we're going to pray and then we'll stand and have an invitation. We'll sing a song. and This invitation is a, a time for us to, to get things right. Uh, we will be up here at the front, and we're, we're here to pray with you. We're here to, to show you deeper uh, the things of God in, in the Word. We're here to love on you and just uh, uh, help you in any way that we can. But it's your opportunity to come and, and, and just spend some time with God. Maybe the Lord's put somebody on your heart that you know is lost and they need they need some spiritual coverage. Maybe you're here today and you understand that you are not been walking in the Spirit And you need to get in tune with the Spirit of God today. However God is speaking to you, right now is that opportunity to move forward in your relationship with Him. Father.
We just come before you and we thank you for your word. Uh, Father, everything about you is good. And Father, as we, as we see and as you've demonstrated your love to, towards us, God, it's amazing. And Father, why in the world we would want to live by our, our, our own desires is, 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 is unreal when we know you. So Father, but we are weak, but you are strong. So, Father, we ask, I ask you today, Lord, that you would just do a work among us. Lord, let's start in me. Father, I pray that you would just uh, uh, help us to be led in walking in your spirit, to love one another that can only be explained by you. And, Father, we pray that, that as we do this, Lord, that you would just do amazing things, that revival would break out in an amazing way. And all the glory... All the honor will go to you for your goodness and love. Father, speak to us today. Draw us to yourself. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. Not out today. All right, four of you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, we will have um, uh, our, uh, our fellowship dinner and business meeting uh, following this. And then tonight we're showing that movie Unbroken. Has any, have you seen the movie Unbroken? All right, if you saw that, this, this is the, the next step of, of, the, of that man, war, World War II vet. Uh, and, and, and not to give away a whole lot about the movie, but, uh, you know, he, he ends up in a Billy Graham tent revival. So uh, just to tell you that. So that'll be good. We'll show him that at 6 o'clock. Come back. You'll enjoy that, I promise you. Uh, next week, uh, next week, come back and we continue our Fruit of the Spirit series. Uh, and then after church next Sunday, uh, we're going to have a, uh, a um, Sunday school um, luncheon fellowship where we're going to talk with uh, anybody. And it's not just for Sunday school leaders. It's not just for Sunday school attenders. It's for anybody who ever has, has heard the word Sunday school. All right? And we're going to talk about different strategies and different things that, 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 that we have uh, that will set forth Sunday school uh, to, to uh, bring more revival into the church. Uh, so be in prayer for that this week, and then uh, come and join us uh, next Sunday after church for that. It'll be good. All right? And then uh, that Sunday night, uh, that's when we start our Sunday, uh, Sunday night classes. Uh, so, so please uh, sign up. Out, out there for those things so that we can have uh, be prepared for that. All right, love you guys. Thank you, thankful for you. Uh, I'd like to ask uh, Brother Pete, would you would you uh, close us in a word of prayer and, and and say a blessing for our our food afterwards?